Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Acts. Today is episode 294. Look at Acts chapter 19, verses 35 through 41. Let's read our passage. When the city clerk had calmed the crowd down, he said, People of Ephesus, what person is there who doesn't know that the city of the Ephesians is the temple guardian of the great Artemis? and of the image that fell from heaven. Therefore, since these things are undeniable, you must keep calm and not do anything rash. For you have brought these men here who are not temple robbers or blasphemers of our goddess. So if Demetrius and the craftsmen who are with him have a case against anyone, the courts are in session, and there are proconsuls. Let them bring charges against one another. But if you seek anything further, it must be decided in a legal assembly. In fact, We run a risk of being charged with rioting for what is happening today, since there is no justification that we can give as a reason for this disturbance. After saying this, he dismissed the assembly. Well, Paul has been finishing up his time in Ephesus. Paul said he wanted to travel to go to Macedonia, then Achaia, then carry an offering back to Jerusalem for the poor, then leave there and head eventually to Spain, but stopping in Rome along the way to get support from the church in Rome for his missionary endeavor in Spain. Well, an outbreak occurs where Demetrius, a silversmith, uh, sees what's going on with Paul, that uh, people are turning away from idol worship, people are turning to Christianity. So he creates an uproar, he and the other silversmiths, saying that they're their livelihoods being threatened. If people aren't uh, worshiping Artemis, then their livelihoods at risk. And so they create a mob scene and drag some of the believers into this amphitheater. The Jews decided to try and dissociate themselves from the Christians, so they grab somebody named Alexander and give him a quick briefing and push him out in front of everyone. And it seems the, the idea there is to say, hey, we, we've got nothing to do with these guys, but They saw he was a Jew, and immediately for two hours, they start screaming, Great is Artemis. So let's pick it up in verse 35. When the city clerk had calmed the crowd down, he said, People of Ephesus. So the city clerk is able to get control of the crowd. uh, Alexander wasn't able to get their attention to try and dissociate the the Jews from the Christians that were being accused of these things. But the city clerk, the city clerk's got power. He is the guy who actually is the the head, the official who guides the, the regular town councils that meet three times a month in the amphitheater. He conducts the meetings, and then he is the liaison from the city government to the Roman provincial government. So he's a quite a powerful guy. And so he gets their attention and he calms the crowd down. Now they've been yelling for two hours, so they're probably pretty tired. And the vast majority of them don't even know what they're yelling about. So when somebody then who they recognize is going to tell them what's going on, they're probably ready to listen. He says, people of Ephesus, What person is there who doesn't know that the city of the Ephesians is the temple guardian of the great Artemis and the image that fell from heaven? He takes a pretty wise choice here. He says, basically, everybody in the world knows who Artemis is. Everybody knows what Artemis is all about. Artemis is not in danger here from these dudes. 
regardless of what they're doing or what they're saying, Artemis can hold her own. Everybody knows that Artemis is, is the big kahuna around here. And when he says the image that fell from heaven, there's disagreement on what this means. There are some ancient writings that refer to some meteorites, not necessarily here in Ephesus, but where meteorites have been interpreted as some kind of image from heaven. So he could be referring to some actual rock that fell from the, the sky, uh, some meteorite, or he could be referring to some ancient monuments, some ancient statues that are reputed to have actually descended from heaven themselves. Regardless, his point here is these guys are not a threat to Artemis. Everybody knows who Artemis is. Everybody understands who Artemis is, and she can hold her own. So verse 36, therefore, since these things are undeniable, you must keep calm and not do anything rash. Artemis doesn't need you to protect her. So everybody knows who Artemis is. Everybody knows about the temple of Artemis. So don't do anything rash. Then verse 37, he says, for you have brought these men here who are not temple robbers or blasphemous of our goddess. So he's making the point here, you guys are creating a mob scene and there is no crime. They haven't robbed the temple. They haven't blasphemed Artemis. So really, what are you doing? So then he gives them a, a, a way ahead. Verse 38. So if Demetrius and the craftsmen who are with him have a case against anyone, the courts are in session and there are proconsuls. Let them bring charges against one another. So the city council here, city official here is uh, telling them to settle things legally, not via a mob action. If he has a some kind of court claim, then take it to the court. If he has some kind of complaint, take it to the government official and file a complaint. Verse 39, but if you seek anything further, it must be decided in a legal assembly. And that would be like the assembly that is held periodically there in the amphitheater. But the point being, this is not a legal assembly. And verse 40, there's a little play on words here. He says, in fact, we run a risk of being charged with rioting for what happened today, since there's no justification that we can give as a reason for this disturbance. Now, the word that gets translated as running the risk is a, is a rare word that only appears twice in the New Testament, here in verse 40, and previously in verse 27. The Greek word is kininuo, and it means to run a risk. But here he says, we are running a risk of being charged with rioting. Earlier in verse 27, it was Demetrius who said, not only do we run a risk that our business may be discredited, so Demetrius uses that word, we're running a risk that our business is going to be in trouble. Well, then the city clerk uses that word in, we are running a risk here of getting in trouble with the Roman government and being charged with rioting. So a little play on words that Luke uses here with this rare word. But that's exactly what it means is to run the risk. And his concern is a valid one. That's uh, something that the Roman government is very serious about, is keeping the peace. 
cities are allowed to pretty much run their own affairs as long as there's two things that are taken care of. Taxes are paid, and there is peace. And if either of those are jeopardized, the Roman army will step in and fix it. Or they're liable to lose certain privileges of self-governance. And so the last thing they want is the Roman government to take notice that they're rioting and taking, they're, they're not dealing with things in a legal way, as, as would be becoming of Roman citizens. And so he's, he's making a, a, a real concern here. In fact, he, as the city clerk, is going to have to be the one to go explain these things to the provincial government. So he's, he's got a vested interest in this, and he doesn't want to see the city devolve into rioting. So you guys you think you have a legitimate concern? You think you have a, a business case? Take it to the court. You're not going to settle this via mob action. So in verse 41, after saying this, he dismissed the assembly. When the uproar started, Paul wanted to step into the midst of it and provide a defense. Uh, the brothers prevented him from doing it, thinking that uh, it was very dangerous. And it was. They actually had laid hands on a couple of the, the guys, Gaius and Aristarchus, and were dragging them into the assembly. And, and who knows what could have happened to them. So uh, some of the other brothers were withholding Paul from going. Even the, some of the Roman uh, officials who were friendly with Paul dissuaded Paul from getting into it. And so what's the right thing to do in a situation like this? Well, there's not a definite answer. It depends on the situation. It, it may be that the right thing to do is wade into the middle of it and uh, present the gospel and be killed by an angry crowd. It may be to let the situation play out. And that's where we have to listen to the Holy Spirit, take wise course of action, and listen to the advice of other believers. In this case, Paul did listen to them, and things took a, a, a good turn here where the city official actually calmed the crowd down and actually diffused the entire situation. Had Paul gone in, who knows what could have happened. But there's, there's not a set a formula given here is what to do. The, the question is, what's the situation? And what's a wise course of action as led by the Holy Spirit and led in the counsel of others? Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the book of Acts.